Classroom management is a word that we heard approximately 4,062 times during undergrad when we were studying to become a teacher. In fact, there are entire books and entire courses on classroom management. But in the year 2021, this term, this idea on how to manage a classroom is starting to get a really bad reputation. In fact, in some recent blog articles and in some some big Instagram accounts, I've seen that if we as teachers have to have classroom management strategies, then it's clear that there isn't mutual respect in the classroom. And when I've been hearing this and seeing this, I think, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if classroom management is actually a negative thing at all. And that's what we're going to dive into because during this episode, I have what I would consider my favorite classroom management strategy. And I want to show you step by step, detail by detail, how you can roll this out in your classroom. And whether people want to call it classroom management, building relationships, or having mutual respect, I don't care what the hell you call it. What I know is it works. And I think in the year 2021, that's what we're looking for as teachers. Strategies that actually work, that cause us to be excited about walking into our classroom every day because kids are in a good mood, we're in a good mood, and it causes us to do what we do best which is teach. Now, before we get into this dynamically exciting episode, I'm not sure if I'm using the correct grammar on that, but whatever, it's going to be dynamically epic. I want to read a five-star review that was left by the listener of the week, Cassie Sullivan. She said, I stumbled upon Monica on Instagram and instantly became a fan. Monica is a breath of fresh air in education. She's real. She's down to earth. She actually gets it and isn't just blowing smoke at teachers. Her content is positive and her ideas are doable. Listening to this podcast, I feel myself saying yes and preach it. She loves her job and joy spills from the pages in her books, the screen on her phone, and fills my ears every week. She reminds teachers to dig deep and find the joy each day and cheers them on as they do. Hell yeah, Cassie Sullivan, that's what's up. I'm cheering you along as you listen to this episode and I'm cheering you on as you implement the idea that I'm about to dish out in this episode today. Friends, whether you call it classroom management, classroom motivation, or just a fun way to have a freaking good time with kids, In this episode, we are talking about something that I know is going to be a game changer for you. So let's do it. There is awesome in every single school day. So here is the big question. How can teachers like us who love our job, love our students, and love being a part of education, celebrate awesome even more in our classrooms and learning communities? Where can we find teaching tips and tricks? 
Where can we find engaging stories and motivational strategies? That is the question, and this weekly podcast is your answer. So welcome to all my teacher friends. My name is Monica Genta, and I am so excited that you are here listening to this podcast, This Teacher Life. So to begin, I think it's probably important that we go back and define what classroom management actually is, because I think education throws out a lot of lingo from time to time. And so we sometimes lose sight of these words in the first place. So We Are Teachers, which is a, is a blog and a, it's a website, they have very popular social media feeds, wrote an article not too long ago and said, simply put, Classroom management refers to the wide variety of skills and techniques that teachers use to ensure that their classroom runs smoothly without disruptive behavior from students. And according to a classroom teacher, Ben Johnson, it boils down to having a structured learning environment with clear rules that promote learning as well as consequences that diminish or eliminate behaviors that get in the way of learning. Well, when I hear that definition, I think like, well, hell yeah, that sounds amazing. That's exactly what all of us as teachers want, right? We want to be able to teach. We want things to run smoothly. We want our students to behave well. We want to have a productive and positive learning environment. So I would say if there are strategies that can lead to positive classroom management, well, why the heck not? But other people are saying things, and when I mean other people, I mean, you know, like Instagram and blogs and and classroom teachers, they're arguing, ain't nobody got time for classroom management strategies right now. And they're saying, who can possibly keep track of these rewards, these policies, these procedures, these competitions? Like, what if classroom management could be boiled down to... Hey, students, don't be jerks. Hey, teachers, don't be jerks. If teachers are kind to students, students will be kind to teachers. And they're saying, voila, that's classroom management. And I would argue, yeah, that sounds awesome. That sounds absolutely fantastic. I'll try my very hardest not to be rude to my students. And I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that students won't be rude to me. The problem with this is... Some of our students literally don't define rude or jerk or quiet or organized or respectful or all of these things that we want. Students don't define it in the same way that we do as adults. Part of the importance of classroom management is that we actually teach kids what kind looks like. We teach kids what organized looks like. We teach kids what we expect because friends, put on your teacher ears for this one. We cannot expect what we do not teach. And so sometimes we get really frustrated because they're like, well, why, why wouldn't kids bring a pencil? Why wouldn't kids charge their Chromebook? Why wouldn't kids just click submit in Google Classroom. All of these things that are part of managing the madness with our students, we get frustrated because we haven't laid a clear framework 
for what that actually looks like. And of course, their parents should have taught them this. Of course, life and just real world experiences should have taught them this. But the reality is if we want things to be managed appropriately, we as classroom teachers have to create and then teach that framework. And that's where classroom management strategies come in. So for people out there who are like, man, just let's let's everyone just be kind to each other. Let's everybody like each other. I would argue as adults, don't we have life management strategies for ourselves? Don't we have systems and routines and incentives for our very own teacher life? Because the answer is yes. We classroom manage ourselves and that's true if you have ever been like you know what at the end of this crazy week I'm gonna treat myself to pizza and ice cream if I can get through this week I'm going to reward myself oh sounds a whole lot like classroom management to me or maybe you say if today runs smoothly I am going to allow myself to buy that impulse buy on Amazon Or maybe it's something like, hey, I am going to push myself really hard on my workout because I have an Apple Watch and I want to reach this mile time. I want to run a mile in under nine minutes. And so you are managing your speed. You are managing your endurance by looking at that clock that is giving you your second by second play of your mile time. As adults... We literally manage our own behaviors because we have strategies and we have struggles, but we put things in place to get us where we want to get going. So any teacher who has ever purchased those themselves a Starbucks drink for making it through the week or buying yourselves, you know, I don't know, shit, uh, like a blueberry scone, okay? Let's just say you added a blueberry scone to your order in, in order to get ready for your school day just to get your head on straight and you're like, I deserve this. I'm working hard. I work hard for my money. And you buy something, you are literally managing your own behaviors, So if you are a classroom teacher who's like, it's just this simple. Kids should behave well. Well, then it's just this simple. We should teach well. Period. But that's not real life. That's not how motivation works. We as humans, and I don't want you to feel bad for this. Like I'm not coming down on anyone who has incentives or motivation in their own life because that's just human beings. That's just how we're wired. We work harder We work smarter, we work more efficiently, we work happier when we're working towards something that actually motivates us. And whether it's food or friendship or free time, those things are important to humans, but especially kids. And so what I want to do in this episode is to say, listen, classroom management strategies, if you need them, if you want them, if they work for you, it's not a bad thing. Like, I really believe that framework is essential. And it's not just for our younger students. It's for our middle school and high school students as well. We go to school every single day because we are paid. We get a paycheck. If you weren't getting that paycheck, I would guess that you wouldn't be as motivated. I would guess that you wouldn't be like, oh, I'll just show up for free. It's not why we do it, but it motivates us. 
And I think that a classroom management system, a reward system, a class competition can work in the exact same way. So now that I've hopefully hooked you on the fact that you are a great teacher if you like classroom management strategies, you're not a bad teacher if you need classroom management strategies, you're an awesome teacher and an awesome human if you've ever questioned it, if you've thought, man, I'm just going to make it simple. You be nice, I'll be nice, and we will be one big classroom happy family. Wherever you fall on this spectrum of classroom management, I want to invite you into this next segment where I'm going to explain word for word, detail by detail, one of my favorite classroom management strategies that I've actually used with my own students this year, and it works. So as I'm sure you can tell in this episode, classroom management and student engagement is for sure one of my favorite topics to talk about. And it's also one of my favorite topics to present on. I get the cool opportunity to practice what I preach in my own classroom every single day, but sometimes I get the opportunity to come into your school or do a virtual event with you and bring you epic professional development on student motivation, student engagement, classroom management strategies that work both for us as teachers and for our students. In fact, I also wrote an entire book on it called Game Changers. 20 innovative strategies that help us love our teacher life because we are motivating and engaging our students on a daily basis. If you haven't ever checked this book out, I want to shoot you over to the link monicagenta.com slash books. That's monicagenta.com slash books. There you can find copies of Game Changers as well as my other books. Not to mention in the show note, if you are looking for that type of professional development in your school, I would love to make that happen. You see, this part of the school year, we're starting to realize not everything that was working at the beginning of the year is continuing to work now. And that's normal. But how can we keep implementing new, fresh, freaking awesome strategies all year long? It's by having great professional development opportunities. I'll put that link in the show notes as well, but you can go to monicagenta.com slash PD. I would love to get you a copy of that book and I would love to work with you and your teachers so we can create the types of classrooms that we want and the types of classrooms that we totally deserve. So I want to talk to you about one of my very favorite things that I do with my own students. And I do this on a monthly basis. I have month-long class competitions. In these month-long class competitions, my sixth graders compete with my seventh graders. My seventh graders compete against my eighth graders. My eighth graders compete against my high school classes. So what I'm saying is every single grade level competes against all the other grade levels that I have. And there's some sort of theme, there's some sort of zinger, there's some sort of like, whoa, and there is some sort of reward at the end of the month if your class period family wins. So during the month of September, I did something called Sensational September. And this was just a very simple competition 
where at the very end of the class period, I considered, was this group level 10? Here's what I mean by level 10. Like, did I in that class period being like, dang, peeps, we crushed it. And maybe for that day, it was that everyone participated and engaged in the lesson. Maybe if they were working in small groups, they were respectful with their small groups and everyone contributed to that team effort. Maybe if they were working individually on something on their Chromebooks, they stayed focused and I didn't have to be like, mm, you, you on the YouTubes right now, right? Level 10 can change depending on what we are doing. But that was kind of the baseline that I gave for them. And at the end of that class period, if I could be like, folks, we were level 10 awesome today, then I got out a deck of cards. Now, you can use just a standard deck of cards for this, or you can go big. And you can get one of those giant decks of cards that, oh, you can find it on the Zon, okay? Lord knows you can find one of those decks of cards on the Amazon. I have purchased a deck on the Amazon. I've also purchased a deck, not even freaking lying, with my Kohl's cash, okay? They sell giant decks of cards on Kohl's.com. Get out your Kohl's coupons. Get out your Kohl's cash. Get you a giant deck of cards at the Kohl's. And then, if it's level 10 behavior, shuffle those puppies up. Pick one kid in the class who is truly individually level 10. Go over to them. Fan those cards out and allow them to pick one card. And if they draw an eight, that class period gets an eight. If they draw a two, that class period gets a two points. If they draw a 10, well, that class period gets 10 points. If they draw an ace, hello, that's worth 11. If they draw a joker, friends, jokers, there's two in the deck, and they're each worth 20 points. But a good class competition, good classroom management keeps us on the edges of our seats. There's always a zinger. And in this game, the zinger are the jacks and the kings and the queens. Because if your class period family draws a jack, a king, or a queen, that is worth zero points. Yes. Yes, that is possible to have been level 10 out of 10 but contribute zero points to your monthly total. But that's what makes it exciting, right? Is that sometimes with classroom management, things have to run smoothly. So we have to keep kids always guessing. We have to keep kids motivated and engaged. We have to keep kids buying in for the whole month because this competition lasts for an entire month. You might be listening in October and you're like, well, Monica, it's midway through October. Okay. Start it in November. Call it like, na, 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 hey, 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 November. Okay, I don't, that was off the cuff. I had not planned on calling it that, but it just, it came to me. You can call it that, or you can call it no nonsense November. You can call it like, um, whip and nay, nay November. I don't care what you call it. I'm just spitballing here. Okay, these are all just off the cuff ideas, or you can just call it the November competition. But whatever you call it, it doesn't even matter. It's the way that we present this. Because all month long, every single one of your class period families are competing against each other. And whichever class period family has the most points at the end of the month wins. 
Now, elementary teachers, you might be thinking, well, hell, this isn't for me because I have the same group of kids all day long. God love you. God love you. If you have the same kids all day long, I don't, I just, I mean, I guess it's really great if they're angelic, but it's probably a hot mess if they're not. Okay. But here's the thing. If you have the same kids all day long, guess what? Set a numeric goal. If there are 20 school days in the, in the month, then maybe you're setting a goal of we are reaching 100 points. And if we reach 100 points as a fifth grade family or as a second grade family, then we win the reward. Maybe you're like, oh, I want to do many teams in my classroom. Maybe you teach first grade and you got 20 kids. So you could do, hello, five groups of four or four groups of five, right? You can break it down and have little teams at your tables or in corners of your room and they can compete as little like little teams within your whole classroom family. There are so many ways that you can remix this, friends. And if you're if you're listening during January and you're like, well, heck, uh, what do I call it now? Call it Jovial January, all right? Call it Just January, kind of like Just Jack from Will and Grace. Call it whatever you want. Do it whenever you want. Maybe it doesn't even have to be a month long, but here's the thing. Simple is so significant. I want to say it again. We don't have to overcomplicate classroom management. These reward systems, these classroom management tools, these competitions, they don't have to be complicated. In fact, simple is more significant. So get you a deck of cards. Go to the Dollar Tree. They got decks of cards there. In fact, the decks of cards at the Dollar Trees are pretty cool because most of the time you can find the cards that were actually used at a Vegas casino. Like you can literally get a deck of cards that was played at a table at like Treasure Island. Okay, it's kind of cool. So get you a deck of cards, get your Coles cash, get your coops, get a deck of cards from your kid's bedroom or from your game rack in your in your uh, toy room. Okay, get a deck of cards. Tell the kids what you're calling it. Lay out the ground rules and start drawing some cards at the end of the class period. If They have followed the expectations. Maybe it's as simple as in the month of November, everyone is going to bring a charged Chromebook to class. And if everybody brings a charged Chromebook to class, we'll draw a card at the end of the class period. But those points accumulate. And at the end of the month, whichever class period family has the most points wins. Or if you meet the numeric goal that we're striving for, you win. But the element of kids having to contribute something to make your class run smoothly, whether it's level 10, charged up Chromebooks, everyone's just being respectful. You create the groundwork. You decide what it is that you're working towards. You draw those cards. You create some suspense. You create some excitement. You create a little bit of of magic with that deck of cards. And when a kid draws a queen, and they get zero points, you know how your family's going to respond? They're going to be like, all right, that's okay. That's okay. It's okay. We're going to get them tomorrow. We're going to pull an ace tomorrow. We're going to get a joker tomorrow. And you know why they clap and encourage? You know why that happens in my classroom? Because I've taught them that that's how they have to respond. We're not going to be like, oh my God, why'd you draw Jack? Oh, you're so unlucky. No, because they know, because I've taught them, if they respond that way, they get a DQ. 
And I'm not talking about a Dairy Queen here. I'm talking about a they're disqualified. Because classroom management is not about the thing. It's about people. Classroom management isn't about subject areas. It's about motivating the people that we work every day. And we're saying, hey, we are doing life together. And we're doing it for 180 days. And I want us to be positive. I want us to be on the same team. I want us to be on the same page. So I want us to work together not in spite of each other, not because we're ultra competitive. I want us to work together because that matters. And I want us to cheer each other on and I want us to encourage each other because truly we are a classroom family. And I think that's what classroom management is all about. If we want to teach kids the difference between consequences or rewards, if we don't want things to get into the way of learning, It is literally about the way that we present it. It's about saying, you guys deserve a reward if we've had an awesome month together. And for those of you who are like, man, kids, kids get so many rewards. How am I supposed to afford a pizza party? How am I supposed to afford ice cream treats for everyone? Who said it has to cost anything? In fact, why don't you ask your kids what kind of reward they would want? Because in September... Not all of my class periods wanted a monetary reward. One of my class periods just wanted to go play kickball. They literally wanted to spend a class period playing kickball. One of my class periods said, Miss Jenta, if we win, will you make a TikTok with us? And I was all like, hell yeah, I will. Okay, I didn't say hell yeah, but that's what I thought in my head. I think sometimes we think that kids are going to want AirPods and and they want to play Xbox 360 and they want all of these expensive things. They want the new Nikes. Sometimes they just want a little bit of quality time with us as teachers. And sometimes they do want popsicles in which you can go to the Dollar General, get you over to the DG and buy a 25 pack of popsicles for $2. Because I'll be honest, if that class period family wins, that means you've had an amazing month. And that means I'm willing to spend $2 on some popsicles that come in the plastic sleeve and cut the sides of your mouth because you suck on it and it like literally tears you up, does it not? Oh, toe up the side of my mouth on those pink flavor ices all summer long. And it's worth it. So guys, let me summarize this. Sometimes... We feel bad that we need strategies in our lives. Sometimes we feel bad because kids simply aren't behaving. But if we haven't created the structure, if we haven't created the framework, then we can't expect it. So maybe in the next two weeks or this upcoming month, whatever the calendar says for you, what are you going to do to ensure that the skills and the techniques that you are teaching to kids not only sets them up for success for curriculum, but sets you up for success for classroom camaraderie. Because when we all are feeling like a classroom family, when we diminish those things that cause us teacher headaches, things do go a whole lot better. We love our job a whole lot more. And sometimes that is worth rewarding. So there you go. There it is, friends. I hope that you have loved this episode. I hope that 
that you are so excited to get on the zone right now and order you a pack of cards or you are going through your kids you're yelling you're literally yelling at the kids do we have a full deck of cards and you're rubber banding those and you're putting them in your teacher tote or your teacher book bag and you are figuring out what am i going to call this thing and when it goes really well and when your kids have a blast with it will you do me a favor will you direct message me on instagram or will you shoot me a facebook message or will you write me an email and tell me all about it because i want to do life with you part of classroom management is learning what other teachers are doing and then figuring out how can we make that work for ourselves I want you to know I'm cheering you on as you try this. I'm cheering you on as this school year continues to be unpredictable and flipping crazy. And I'm cheering you on because as a fellow teacher, I know that not everything always goes perfectly. But one thing that we have control over is to say, I'm going to keep trying. And if you feel like, man, these classroom management strategies haven't worked in the past, maybe this is the thing that changes everything for you and the relationships that you have with your students. Guys, I want to thank you so much for listening. If you've loved this episode and you haven't left a written review yet, on your favorite podcast platform, take 30 seconds and just write a quick review. Most importantly, the last thing I want you to hear from me in this episode is thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a listener. And most importantly, Thank you for living this teacher life.